Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. We study a chapter of Tanakh in each one of these podcasts. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. I'm honored to be studying Sefer Divrei Hayamim with you. And we are now in Divrei Hayamim, Bet Perek Ted Zion, the concluding chapter that, retail, that retells this, the um, story, the chronicle of the monarchy of Asa. <clears throat> Until now, Asa has been presented as a righteous king, of Father Hashem. And here, the particular wars that are presented um, are wars that we did hear about in, say, from Lachim, Remember, in the end of the previous parak, we said, up until the 35th year of his kingdom, there were no wars. Now we're going to hear about the wars. In his 36th year, Ba'asha, the king of Israel, attacked Yehuda. These are wars that we hear about in Malachim. Ba'even et Taramah. And Ba'asha built up the Ramah, which is uh, evidently Ramat Binyamin, which is uh, just north of Yerushalayim. I'll tell you in a minute why I'm suggesting that is the Ramah. There's several Ramot in in, uh, in Israel. Not allowing anybody to come to or from Asa. And this would be a reaction, first of all, and we don't hear about that in Malachim, a reaction to what was record, recorded in the previous parak that there were members of Ephraim and Manasseh and other Shvatim that came to Shalim for that big dedication ceremony. Basha intended evidently to put a stop to any allegiance to Shalim. A couple of important parenthetic notes. First of all, uh, in Malachim Aleph Yudbet, when Yeravam is named as the king of Yisrael, his first concern is that the people of Yisrael will go to Yerushalayim to worship, and then they will reestablish their allegiance with the king of Yehuda, of Rehavam, and they'll come back and kill him, and I'll be under the northern kingdom. And so he set up two alternative mikdashim. At no point in Malachim or in Divrayamim do we hear about anybody stopping people who wanted to go to Yerushalayim, but they would go locally because it was uh, closer. Uh, um, here, finally, we find out, both in Malachim and here, that Baasha put up a uh, block that did not allow people to go. Of course, Chazal associate that roadblock with Yeravam ben Nevat himself. Uh, the Pardesaot, the famous passage about that in the context of Tuba'av and two places in Shas. In any case, um, here we hear it recorded, and in the context of this information we got in Divrei Amim about the mass pilgrimage for the dedication ceremony or the rededication ceremony in Shalim that included significant people from the north, we can now understand the motivation for this. All right, so now, back to our Pasuk. Uh, Remember, in the previous parak, we heard, as we heard in Malachim, that Asa uh, brought the sancta of the family and put them back in the Mikdash. Now he takes them out, both from the the royal uh, treasury and the sanctified treasury of Beit Hashem. It's important to note that throughout the period of Beit Rishon, uh, Syria plays a critical role um uh and fairly consistently um normally as the enemy of Israel but once in a, in a while involved also with wars against or with Yehuda and uh Syria here had a covenant or some sort of a treaty with Israel and so um Asa sent all of this money as a bribe to the king of Syria to Ben Hadad Ben Hadad by the way is a title name we find Ben Hadad is the is the name that the, the typically the kings of Aram have 
Hayoshev b'darmesek. The mesek is darmesek. Leimor, and he sent it to him with the following message: Brit beniu venecha. I want to make a covenant with you, venaviu venavicha, and between our fathers. He was making it a permanent brit. Hinei shalachti lecha kesef zahav. I've sent you silver and gold. Lechafer britchat b'asham el Yisrael v'yalemi alai. I want you to, uh, to, uh, to. Uh, to repeal, as it were, your covenant with Basham el Chisrael, and he'll leave me alone. Meaning, Basha is only able to attack me because he knows he has protection on the northern border and doesn't have to worry about a northern border. If you destroy that Brit and you repeal that Brit, then he will no longer have the protection. He'll leave me alone. What happens? Vaishma ben ben Hadad being corruptible. Vaishma ben Hadad el Melech Hasai accepted. Vaishachet Sarech Elim Ashelo El Arei Yisrael. He then sent soldiers in, so he did not only repeal the Brit; he actually attacked Israel. Vaikut Iyon Ve'Adan, and those are two cities that we hear about in Malachim in the parallel passage. Ve'it Avel Mayim in Malachim it's Avel Beit Mechola. Here it's Avel Mayim. Ve'it Kol Miskinot Arei Naftali. Miskinot we heard about Arei Miskinot. These are Fortress cities in the area of Naphtali. So this is in the northern part, what today we would call part of southern Lebanon. Uh, and as a result of that, so Basha, who had started building up the Ramah as that border, or the southern border, had to back off of that, uh, of that enterprise because he had to now focus on defending against the north. And they canceled all that job. And now what happened? So he brought his soldiers. They took all of these stones and wood that was now assembled in Ramah for building. They built up the cities of Geva and Mitzpah, which are in that area. That's why I'm suggesting that Ramah is Ramat Binyamin, Aram, because Geva and Mitzpah are not far from that area. So he's building those up as border cities of the south, meaning his northern border. Now, important to note that the Asad that's described in Divrahaimim in the previous two chapters is someone who's very loyal to God, who has a beautiful tefillah to God when going to war against Zerah Hakushi. And now, when it comes to the problems with Basha, he takes the diplomatic military uh, bribery route to get his, uh, to get his uh, strategy accomplished. And so what happens is, Hanani Haro'eh, particular Navi, again a Navi that we don't know from elsewhere, comes El Asa Melech Yehuda. He's poking fun, linguistically, at Asa's tefillah, which in which his tefillah, when going to war against the, the Kushim, he said, We rely on you, God. And now the Hanani says to him, You relied on the king of Aram and you did not rely on God. That's why the, the Syrian soldiers got away from you. Meaning, you had the potential to not only beat back Basha, but to beat Aram and conquer them. But instead, they are not in your control. And this is the best that you've got, is that you've got a little bit back of the northern kingdom. And then his proof, we now hear that there were people from Libya involved, if that's what Lubim are, but uh, evidently from the area near Kush, who joined the Kushim. 
They were a huge army. Remember, we heard the number a million. We saw there was an exaggeration. But here you see that they had a huge army with chariots and riders. But you relied on God, and God gave them, gave them over to you. Now, this is a, uh, a theological presentation that goes back to Sefer Dvarim. God's eyes are always on the land, but the particular language is very late language. It's language that's used famously in Zechariah Dalad, and parallel to something that we see in Eo, which is also very late, at least linguistically. Uh, so his, his eyes are, are scurrying, are, are roving through the land. Why, is, why are his eyes circulating throughout the land? To give strength to those whose hearts are full with him, are wholehearted with him. And you acted foolishly here. And the reality of it, the result of that is, now you're going to have war. Till now you didn't have war, from now for the next few years, last few years of your kingdom, there'll be war. So what happens by this is what typically happens when the king, it's always disappointing when it's a good king, but when the king hears a message that's displeasing from the prophet, instead of responding and doing tshuva, his response is to get angry at the prophet. That's for famous with Sidkiyahu and Yirmiyahu. He puts him into a place that we call Beit HaMapechet. Clearly it's a prison of some sort, and it's suggested that perhaps it's called Beit HaMapechet because... It turns you around, meaning it's such a small cell that your body gets twisted as a result. And Zav is anger. It means that the king was angry, really enraged, at Hanani, but it seems to be back and forth because, uh, because Hanani um, spoke in a very angry way, perhaps over the top at the king. And then Asa started persecuting the people. You know, it's evidently with taxes and labor. And so all the words of Asa, both the early and the late, and again we hear about almost two different kinds of kings, the first 36 years and then this latter few years. Of course, with many of the things that we read about in Divrei not there. It's an unusual form for Rechala should be a hey. Normally we'd have to see a hey there. And he became sick. His, uh, his legs, it's some sort of disease in his legs. It became a very, very uh, intense sickness. But even when he was sick, he didn't seek God. In other words, the notion in Devarimim here is, and his sickness is mentioned just briefly in Sefer Malachim, here there is much more about it, and the notion is that God is getting him sick in order to have him turn back and do tshuva and seek God out, and not go the way of diplomacy and consulting doctors, etc. But rather, what does he do? He doesn't seek out God, he only goes to the doctors. And what's the result of that? It didn't help. He died. So he did live two years longer after he got sick, but then he died. They buried him in his in his catacombs. That he dug out in Ir David. In other words, Asa had one for his own family. And he they laid him on a bed 
that's how they would do it. They buried them in catacombs on uh, beds. He filled it with spices and with all sorts of other types of materials that have smells. Merukachim b'merkachat maaseh were ground up finely. As Phyllis from they made a very big fire, an incense fire, uh, as part of the funerary rites and uh, also, you know, to protect against the smell. And that was the way that they would uh, do funerals in those days. In any case, um, uh, we'll pause here, and we're going to meet Yehoshaphat, who is Asa's son, uh, and uh, and we will see the beginning of the rule of Yehoshaphat. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.